surprise party. Mallory Johnson recently released her debut album, Surprise Party, produced by Grammy and Oscar Award-nominated producer Kent Wells. Mallory collaborated with close friends and industry heavy hitters to co-write the album, including the likes of Carolyn Don Johnson, Patricia Conroy, Tennille Arts, Carly and Julie Kennedy, who are known as Twin Kennedy, Jason Blaine, and Kelly Prescott. Mallory is a CCMA-nominated artist. She's had multiple award wins at the ECMAs and Music Newfoundland Awards, and she has a and she was a 2022 SiriusXM Top of the Country semi finalist. My pleasure to welcome Newfoundland's own Mallory Johnson to the show. Hey, Mallory. <laughs> Hello, Dave. That was uh, quite the introduction. I need to take you everywhere. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll just uh, join you and I will intro you. Even when you go to the grocery store, I'll let people know who you are. I love it. I love it. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we, we covered a few things there and, I, and I'll throw in something that we'll talk about on the show. You also have collaborated on your own beer that is out there now called, I believe it's called Surprise Party Sour. That is true. I collaborated with a local Newfoundland brewing company called Dildo Brewing Company, and we made this partridge berry uh, sour, which we call the surprise party sour. And uh, we had like a really cool logo and it's this exclusive run um, of this beer with me as a mermaid on the can and <laughs> um, a nice QR code on there, too, so people could find the music. So, yeah, it was it was a really special collaboration and just a really fun way to market and celebrate the new album and, and the tour that I had done for the album release. So yeah, it was really special. I love that. Yeah. That is so clever. And uh, yeah, it's cool to have your own beer now. Uh, that's in Newfoundland, of course. Now is that beer available uh, across Canada or can people order that beer if they want it? That is a great question. I don't think it's available outside of the province. It's okay. it's as of, as of I know right now, it's, it's only available, available across Newfoundland. Got it. Okay. So listeners in Newfoundland can get it and anyone traveling there can get it. That's pretty cool. You mentioned the tour, the surprise party tour, which was uh, big going on in Newfoundland. Tell us about how the tour went and how uh, the music was received. Oh my gosh. It was, it was so much fun. I mean, getting to celebrate that album at home with a lot of family and friends was awesome. I did the the kickoff, the big album release show in St. John's. Uh, So I had a lot of friends and family. I did have some surprise guests. Uh, Kelly Loader was in there and uh, Rachel Cousins and Janet Cole and another great friend of mine, Keith Power. And of course, my mom, Loretta Johnson, was a a surprise special guest on that show. And then um, we kind of hit the road and Danny Strong was with me as well. Danny played some tunes and got to visit Newfoundland for the first time. So I was kind of showing her around. And uh, yeah, it was it was so great. And uh it was really well received and it was really fun to celebrate with home. It was, it was really awesome. And um, then the album dropped in the middle of music and L week, which was a whole other party. And it was pretty amazing to see my peers kind of come together and just celebrate this record, even though they had all their own stuff going on. They had their own showcases, their own nominations. Uh, When the weekend should all about, should have been about them. Uh, they came together the night the album dropped in this tiny little bar and they had made sure my music was playing and they all had noisemakers and everyone was cheering. And yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty special. And it just made me feel really loved and really thankful to be a part of such a supportive community like that. So yeah, all in all, it was a great experience. 
incredible in your home province. You're living in Nashville now, for those who don't know that, and you're in Music City, but back home to Newfoundland to celebrate this. And we should talk about your mom. I know that Loretta uh, is a big influence on you, and there's a video out there of the two of you singing a classic country song, and it is so wonderful, the two of you together. Tell me about um, your mom as a singer. Well, I we sound the same <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> Uh, me and mom are singing together. It's kind of hard to know who's singing the harmony and who's singing the lead. <laughs> uh, we definitely have similar tone to our voice. And I am just trying to walk in her footsteps. So she recorded in Nashville. She toured the country, uh, you know, did did multiple albums and has been a country artist for, for quite a long time. And I, yeah, I was introduced to country music because of her and listened to a lot of the classics because she would sing, you know, Dolly and Patsy and, and Loretta on stage. And sure. uh, that's, of course, how I came to love Coat of Many Colors, uh, Dolly Parton. And yeah. that's the song that me and mom always do together on stage. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really cool to kind of share that that passion and kind of learn from her and um, also kind of take her along for the ride too and stuff that I'm doing. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty amazing, amazing thing when you get to share that with, you know, the people you love the most. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. To share it with your mom and it was her dream and she did it and now you're doing it and she's able to uh, join in on all the great stuff you're doing. She's got to be super proud to say the least. She's super proud. I mean, the other night playing a bluebird, that was our both of my first time playing and her first time there. There was a, definitely a lot of happy tears and a lot of video footage. So, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing to to celebrate. Um, like I said, with her and um, and of course with the album, working so closely with Dolly Parton's people. Uh, you know, it's just it's just so weird how it all came together in the craziest best way ever. So, yeah, it's. <laughs> cool to go from singing Dolly Parton to you know working with her band and her her producer so yeah we'll dive into that in just one second but let's focus for a moment on the Bluebird Cafe which you played for the first time this past Sunday as we taped this a couple of days ago uh wow this is you know every songwriter wants to perform at the Bluebird Cafe you perform acoustically songs you've written and it's it's a songwriter showcase basically and the best songwriters uh, in the world end up there. So tell us about your experience there. And the first time, congratulations for getting that chance. Oh, thank you. It was so, so much fun. And what's really cool about the Bluebird, where it's so small and so iconic, uh, the show sells out in minutes. It doesn't it doesn't matter who's playing, but you always get a sold out audience, which is amazing and feels yeah. really good. Uh, but it's quite the process to get in there to play. You have to either be invited to play uh, around for someone who's hosting or you have to go through a pretty lengthy audition process. So Mm -hmm. that's what I did. I auditioned to play. And so I was invited to do the Sunday writers night and uh, yeah, that was my first one. So after (laughs) I get the opportunity to play that a few times then I might be eligible to be on a round. So um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. And it was, it was really, really fun. And the audience was fantastic and just made me feel so warm and, um, you know, helps ease the nerves. It's definitely very nerve wracking to get to play that room. So oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, but it, it went really well, I think. So made some new friends, new fans, and uh, oh, I hope they have me back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. That is awesome. Uh, and let's return to talking about Surprise Party, produced yeah. by Kent Wells. As you mentioned, uh, he is the producer for Dolly Parton, no less so. <laughs> How full circle of a moment is that growing up listening to Dolly and now ending up being produced by her producer? 
Oh, absolutely crazy. Uh, it was just a lot of pinch me moments. Uh, you know, we were in pre-production and he would be late some days and he would come in and be like, oh, sorry. Like I was on the phone with Dolly trying to deal with this and that. And I was like, listen, it is okay. Like I, you can be as late as you want if Dolly is the reason you're late. <laughs> It is totally fine, but no, it's crazy. You know, I got to work with a lot of her her band as well. A lot of her band who played on the album are her guys and um, getting to use the same condenser mic on some of my songs that she's used. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's wild to, to be that close to somebody I've looked up to and idolized my entire life. And uh, definitely a full circle going from singing her songs as a little girl and then in like I've done tribute shows of Dolly Parton and just yeah just being such a fan and then getting to hear just really amazing stories and just confirming how amazing how amazing of a person she is through these yeah. stories and yeah it's it's been pretty it's been pretty cool for sure and what is Kent like as a producer did he bring out anything in your vocal uh get you in a certain mood for certain songs yeah, Kent, Kent was so great. He, we were definitely like on the same page of what we wanted the sound to be and the vibe. And he didn't want to put me in any kind of box in any way, shape or form. And he really valued and respected my opinions and um, the direction I wanted to take a lot of the songs. And mm -hmm. He, even though he was the producer, he did let me wear that producer hat pretty often. And I kind of ended up having the last say on a lot of stuff. And I mean, obviously, I took his his advice um, and he produced the project. So what you hear is very much him. But uh, but yeah, I just really, really appreciated just feeling so valued and that I felt like I knew what I was talking about. And I felt like he respected my creativity and he he loved my songs. He was really supportive of the songs that I brought to the table. And uh, it just made me feel very confident in the studio. And so I was able to deliver uh, what I think my best was in, in that moment. So, uh, yeah, it was a really beautiful collaboration. And I'm really thankful that that he was a part of the project. Incredible. And I understand, Mallory, that uh, this project initially started out, it was going to be a six song EP. It's now yeah. a 12 track album. Um, mm -hmm. And that was now was that because of the surprise party song? Did that kick off the, the thought of an album? That is 100% the reason. Uh, so when I was in pre-production with Kent, kind of working out um, a few different songs to record at that time, like you said, it was an EP. And it basically it was just a compilation of what I thought were my strongest songs I was bringing to the table. Right. And uh, so I was really excited about some of those songs. And I, during that pre-production time of a few weeks, I also had some writing sessions, uh, one of them being with Patricia Conroy and Jason Blaine, one of them being with Carolyn Don Johnson, and uh, another with Twin Kennedy. And so I had these sessions, even though I'd already started working on this project, I still had these really big sessions that I was really excited about. Mm -hmm. And so obviously married came from that, those sessions, um, going broke with Carolyn came from that. Mm -hmm. uh, but surprise party was the song that, like you said, totally shifted the whole project. And so I ended up going to Julie's house uh, one evening and I was telling him about the EP and how excited I was and how great Kent was. And, uh, that I felt like, you know, I, I really feel like I'm showcasing me uh, with this project. I'm really excited about the songs. And, uh, but I said, you know, I kind of felt like 
there was something missing. Um, you know, as a country artist, you have the drinking songs, you have the heartbreak, the love, that kind of stuff. But I really wanted a song that kind of captured a happy and sad at the same time kind of feeling mm -hmm. like crying in a good way. And yeah. I just kind of made you feel warm and just kind of hopeful and not necessarily talking about one specific person or a relationship, but just kind of a general, a general thing of like wishing somebody well. And a song that kind of like similar to all your favorite bands by Dawes, which is one of my favorite songs. Right. Um, or Rainbow, Casey Musgraves, you know, like those tear jerkers that make you happy too, like just that are always the kind of the last track on the record. Yep. And uh so a lot of pressure going into this right. <laughs> I know that's a very big statement by referencing those songs, but so we went in and we were trying to like pull ideas out of thin air. And we're all kind of scrolling through our phones, our, our, our notes app, where we keep all of our hook ideas and stuff. And um, I came across a line in my phone that I had written down um, or typed in months prior. And it, uh, it said, I hope somebody throws you a surprise party. And uh, we all just kind of looked at each other like, okay, that's, that's the hook. And so we were just kind of throwing out all these ways of wishing somebody well with with the idea of a surprise party kind of being the general celebratory theme. I hope you get a good night's sleep And your pancakes flip just right And your first kiss isn't perfect So you can practice every night And a stranger on the corner of Queen and Newgower Gives you a smile and buys you flowers I hope you outlive all the trends Just to watch them circle back And you marry who you're meant to Yeah, I hope you love like that And when one door is closed I hope you find a different key And I hope somebody Throws you a surprise party I hope that when you say I love you, somebody 
Surprise parties are awesome and you just feel so loved and it's just really cool that, you know, somebody would go out of their way to fill a room full of people who love you and are just to celebrate and honor you and just to see you smile when you walk through a door. Like, I think that's so beautiful and so generous and so kind. And um, yeah, it just, it just did wrap that, that project in a bow. And from that point on, everything kind of fell into place. All of the songs that I were really excited about actually fit the theme they either were referencing a party in the song in some way, shape, or form, or yeah. they uh, reference party behavior, like drunk by sober heart, hungover, um, and then, or it just had a celebratory undertone in general, like wise women celebrating women. So, yeah, so all those songs kind of fell into place. And then after we had picked that theme, I had a few more writing sessions, uh, one with Tenille Arts and one with Kelly Loader and a few others. And so that's where Party Dress came from and Stick Around, which are very much party themes. So it was kind of easy to, to fill in those those gaps with the concept <laughs> once we figured out figured yeah. out the title. So yeah, it, a six song project, an EP became my debut full length co- concept album. So Amazing. Yeah. Amazing how that came about from that song Surprise Party, and that is now the name of the album. Beautiful song on it, and it is track number 11. Uh, track number 12 is this great song that did did wonders for you, Wise Woman. And on this album, you've got in brackets the work tape, so this is the acoustic yes. version of it. Tell us a bit about Wise Woman, because that was a big project for you, and uh, there was an online show and everything. Tell us uh, the yeah. story behind that. Well, Wise Woman will always be – I think the most special, important project I've ever been a part of, um, not just based on the content um, of the song, but because I got to share that with some of my best friends, Julie and Carly Kennedy. And so that was a title that Carly brought to the table years ago. Uh, we were at their house and um, Carly just came out the back patio with her guitar and we had the wine and the charcuterie board laid out and Carly said, I have this title, Wise Woman. And she started to sing a few lines that she had prepared. Mm-hmm. And it was just really, really emotional in the most beautiful way. And we just spent the evening sharing our stories and sharing our challenges of being women in a very male-dominated country music industry. And we all loved this song. It was one of those songs that you leave the session and you listen to the work tape over and over and over. You're really excited about it. Right. And... uh we all wanted to record it. So instead of one of us doing it um, or the twins doing it, uh, we decided to do it as a duet because uh, it made the most sense. I mean, it's the women celebrating women. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just really cool to do that collaboration. And uh, then it grew into this whole other thing. It became this really beautiful music video that my brother was a part of. And we filmed women in all across North America, Newfoundland, BC, and Nashville. And that video took home some pretty amazing awards. And then we did Wise Woman, the show, uh, which featured, uh, gosh, people we look up to, also some dear friends. Uh, it's Carolyn Don Johnson, Tenille Arts, Madeline Merlot, Molly Brown, Victoria Banks, Crystal Shawanda, um, and of course myself and Jim Kennedy. And wow. We filmed that here at the Analog at Hutton Hotel in Nashville. 
And that was, of course, during the pandemic. So it was all virtual and socially distant. And yep. uh, yeah, it was it was quite the undertaking, a very huge project. But I'm so, so thankful for that. It was like it was just really cool to be able to put something like that together and then see the industry just give it a nice warm hug and celebrate it. And to think that we got a CCMA nomination out of it was just ridiculous. And, and we cried so many happy tears and <laughs> yeah, it was really, really special to, like I said, to share that with my best friends. And, um, and my brother got a lot of, you know, um, awards out of that project too. He ended up taking on video director of the year for the, for the music video. So it was very much like a family and friend affair. And, uh, yeah, it was it was just really cool to celebrate it with a lot of people. Amazing. That is track number 12 on the album, Wise Woman, The Work Tape. And that song has a lot of meaning. Other songs of yours do as well, Drunk Mind, Sober Heart, which is a great title. But what is it like, Mallory, when you have somebody either leave a message on social media or tell you in person that one of your songs that they've heard uh, has touched them in some way, inspired them in some way, or got them through a tough time? I mean, that's what it's all about, right? You want to uh, you want to make art that resonates with other people, and music really connects people and makes them feel like what they're going through is somebody else could be going through the exact same thing. Um, whether that's something sad or something happy or you know joyful or you know it doesn't matter what the emotion is, it just connects you and. Yeah, it's pretty special when people kind of send you those messages. And we, we did get a lot of those those messages with Wise Woman that just really like it made every everything worth it. All of the, you know, the hard work, you know, it just really helped make it pay off. It was just it was really, really cool to see people connecting um, with that song and any song. It's you know, it's it's special to really um Especially to see other people covering your songs too. I always oh, cry every time someone covers one of my songs, because um, that means it means something to them. So, yeah, that's what it's that's what it's all about. It's just human connection. So, yeah, yeah, well said. Now you do so much writing and co-writing. Uh, for anybody out there, maybe somebody who's a new writer, who's a young artist and a new writer, and wanting to learn all about the business and the songwriting specifically, what are some tricks of the trade? Some secrets to writing great songs? Uh, honestly, I don't think there's any secret. You just need to do it. <laughs> like there's no, the, like no one is going to write all hit songs. Like everyone writes bad songs. Uh, but the only way you get better is if you just keep doing it. It's a muscle you got to work out. So uh, yeah, the more you write, the better you get. Uh, surround yourself with people with different strengths and different perspectives uh, yeah, I just think, uh, the more you do it, like that's, mm -hmm. there's no other, yeah, there's no other key ingredient. You just need to write, write, write. Um, cause that's how you better yourself. It's like an athlete. You got to work that muscle and, yeah. uh, it, it gets better and better. And like you said, not every song, and this is what a lot of, especially new writers might not think about that. Um, there's a ratio to how many of songs that are going to end up on your album versus how many you've written and how many mm -hmm. you're actually going to show. So, uh, a new writer shouldn't get discouraged thinking every song they write, especially the first ones, have to be great because it's not yeah. going to happen that way. Yeah, and sometimes you write a song and think it's great, and then a few weeks later or maybe a few years later, <laughs> you come back to it and be like, no, wait, the concept of this is really cool or the hook of this is cool, but I need to like reshape, rework uh, some of this stuff. So, But there's, then there's also a fine line of knowing when to stop because a lot of people get too picky and they, you know, I've heard horror stories, these beautiful songs that just sit 
on the back burner for years and years and years right. because uh, they never feel like they're finished. But, uh, but yeah, no, there's the best way to get better is to just do it because we all write uh, bad songs, like I said, and we <laughs> you know hopefully most of us, if not all of us, write good songs. So yeah, it's uh, not every song is going to be a winner, but that's how you get to the winners. If you just keep doing it. I love it. That's, that's great. Uh, have you had a chance to meet some of the uh, stars that you've looked up to? I'm sure Carolyn Don Johnson is one of them. Uh, other examples of ones that you looked up to and you've listened to, and now you've had a chance to either work with them or at least meet them. Yeah. Well, I mean, like living in this town, you kind of, uh, you kind of come across them pretty often, whether it's a Starbucks or, <laughs> or a guitar store or something. Uh <laughs> But yeah, no, I've I've had a chance. There was this one guy, um, Adam Hambrick is his name. I ended up doing a show here in Nashville, and I didn't know who was on my round. It was a songwriter show. And uh, I didn't know until the poster or the show had been announced who I was playing with. And Adam was on on the round, and he's written um, uh, ha, uh, some Dan and Shay. He's done stuff with Lindsay L., uh, just has a bunch of hit songs under his belt. And so it was really cool to sing on stage with him and sing some harmony with him. And, right. and, uh, and now we're going to be writing together in the new year. So like, that was a really cool moment. Um, Gordy Sampson is another big one for me. I've looked up to Gordy forever. He's another fellow East coaster. And yeah. I cut Tupelo years ago, my first project, which he was a writer on. So I've always looked up to him and I've met him a few times and, um yeah i've got got to i went to a show of his a couple of weeks ago and we got to have a nice long chat so yeah it's really cool to kind of you know look up to somebody and their work and then kind of see them in the flesh and they're they're just as amazing as you hope they would be so right. um, yeah so yeah it was it's, it's been pretty cool it's really it's really awesome especially in this town to meet a lot of the big writers um and hear the stories behind you know the hits and yeah. uh, yeah, so I think that's that's really cool for sure. Yeah, I, I, I totally love as as do all of us uh, country fans. <laughs> love hearing the stories behind the songs, how they got started, how you know where it came from in the first place. And it must be great for you on that note to go to the many uh, wonderful songwriting venues and listening rooms in Nashville because you get to hear. I mean, there's obviously the radio version of a song that maybe Kenny Chesney recorded and took to number one, but then you get to hear the songwriter and their version of that song uh, intimately mm -hmm. and acoustically. What is that like? And have you and have you heard? I'm sure living in Nashville, you've heard those hit songs done by the writer themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty different experience. I personally love hearing the writer's version. Uh, they kind of sing it with a different conviction. You know, right. it's, you kind of, you, I don't want to say you feel it more, because I know there's lots of artists who portray, you know, if they relate to the songs, they do an amazing job performing those songs. Mm -hmm. But if there's something about the songwriter that just really tugs at the, the heartstrings and hearing the, like, their intention behind every line and, you know, lines that you might not have realized did, like didn't make sense to you all the times you've listened to, like once you hear them perform it and tell the story, yeah. you're like, oh, that's what they're referring <laughs> to in that line. Okay. Exactly. So yeah. So it's really, it's really cool to, to, yeah. I just love stage banter. I love hearing the stories behind songs. Um, yeah. So it's, that's, what's really special. It's you kind of hear their perspective and, and yeah. the reason why it got cut, you know, cause that's what these artists are listening to when they get song pitched to them. So it's uh yeah, you can just see the song in a new light. 
Totally. Uh, we've talked about a lot of the songwriters on the album, including Carolyn Don Johnson, Camille Arts, Patricia, Patricia Conroy, Jason Blaine. Uh, tell me about Kelly Prescott and writing with her. We know she's a fabulous artist. Got a great song out there uh, right now called Convertible on Country Radio, doing quite well. What was it like writing with Kelly? Oh, well, me and Kelly go way back. We're great friends. Uh, we became really good friends when I was actually living in Toronto about six years ago. And uh, I love writing with Kelly. We've written quite a few songs together. And and this song on the album in particular, it was myself and Kelly and Molly Brown. And we just had a laugh that day. I mean, the song is about smoking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we just had a great laugh. It kind of just a girl's hang. And you know, Kelly is super amazing and so talented and I just think, you know, the stars are the limit. You know, she's there. Yeah. She's just amazing. She's it's really cool to see her star shine. And uh, yeah, and get to she she also has a little piece of Newfoundland with her, too. So she were, she plays with Chad. Of course, Chad's her partner and Chad's been my guitar player, too, for a long time. So she right. gets to come to Newfoundland pretty often. So I get to hang out with her when she's oh, there. That's so, great. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome to work with her. Um, Let's talk about a yeah, let's talk about a fun song on the album, and it is called Married. We're going to hear that on the show. Tell me all about Married. This is a fun song and a cool video to go with it. Yeah, so Married, <laughs> you kind of see my humor come out in that song as well. But uh, So basically, I'm I'm at an age, all my friends are married, and I have a lot of Dusty Rose bridesmaids and my bridesmaids dresses in my closet. <laughs> and, you know, so I don't have that person in my life right now, but... Um, I wouldn't say no to the party. I think the party would still be pretty fun. <laughs> you know, the white dress, everyone catering to me and celebrating this love I found. And uh, yeah, so I kind of brought this idea in to write with Jason and Patricia. And I had this line, I want the wedding, but I don't want to be married. And nice. we we just had a laugh. They took it, ran with it. We had so much fun putting it together. Uh, and then it became the single and then we made a video for it where I actually threw myself a wedding and I made all the bridesmaids wear Dusty Rose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was so, so much fun and getting to go wedding dress shopping and have a cake and a whole bridal party. Um, yeah, it was, I literally threw myself a wedding. So I can say I did that now. I don't need to do that again. <laughs> I want the date. I want the cake. I want the flowers. I want the ring. I want the fancy bridal shower. I want the bells and that white church ringing My sister's speech after too much drinking Something borrowed, something blue
What's on your bucket list in your music career, Mallory? You've accomplished so much so far. Your debut album is out there now, Surprise Party, for everyone to enjoy and to talk about and, and listen to. But what's ahead for you? What are you dreaming about in the next year or two? For me, it's uh, performing at the Ryman Auditorium. That's uh, that's the top of the bucket list. That or the Grand Ole Opry. Those are like tied. Well, yeah. or do the Opry at the Ryman when they have the Opry show at the Ryman Auditorium. Oh, yeah. That would be, yeah. That's that's the top. I need a new mountaintop moment when that when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You've got to re- look higher after that because that's a big moment. That that would be a hard moment to top. No, I don't think you can unless the only moment that could top that is if you become a member of the opera. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's when you're growing up in Newfoundland, in your case, and you're a, your mom's a country singer and you love country music and start mm-hmm. to sing. That is what you you dream of, the Nashville dream. And you've accomplished a big part of that because you're you're living there now. Yeah, it's sometimes I have to stop myself. I'd be driving on the interstate and see the city skyline and just I try to soak it in and and, you know, tell myself, you know, 10 years ago, I don't think I could have pictured it. And right. yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool to uh, to be here in in Nashville and um, be surrounded by so many like minded people too. So yeah. a lot of creative people. So yeah, I'm definitely thankful for it for sure. It's a big step to take because you're moving there on your own. I mean, now you're surrounded by friends and you've got a community. But to, when you, in the beginning to you know start again, I guess in Music City, what would you say? Yeah. We'll wrap up here with this. What would you say to um, artists out there who are starting out and who are young young artists starting out uh, and still living in Canada? Let's say like yourself at yeah. that time. Um, what is the? How would you pitch either moving to Nashville or at least making visits to Nashville as a part of their career? I think it's just important to it's just important to be there and to kind of give yourself that opportunity for your face or your name uh, to cross people's desks or people's stages so many times. So then you start they start to remember you. And I think it's just important to give yourself every opportunity to chase that dream. Um, And that doesn't necessarily mean moving to Nashville. Maybe staying in Canada is the right choice. Uh, but for me, I, you know, I want it to be a really small fish in a really big pond in a city that is the general location for the agencies and the labels and, and all things country music. So yeah. I just wanted to surround myself with people that were better than me uh, so I could level up and just be inspired and yeah, and just better myself. And like I said, give myself every opportunity I could to be in the right room with the right people. So, yeah. yeah. Love it. Great answer. Great uh, an inspiration for others who are wanting to follow a mm. similar path. Mallory, thanks so much for being on the show. So great to talk about Surprise Party, your debut album, play some tracks from it. And, and I'll encourage our listeners, of course, to uh, stream the whole album and uh, really get into it because it's awesome. All 12 tracks. Thanks so much, Mallory. Thank you so much, Dave. I really had a lot of fun. So thanks for having me. Awesome. Me too. Once again, my guest has been Newfoundland's own Mallory Johnson. I'm Dave Woods, keeping it country.